Schumacher hits David Coulthard and is out. George Russell is the Formula 2 champion. Oh! Hitchcliffe with a big one. Big one. Welcome to the Monkey Seat, the only podcast that can give Vettel a winning car next season. My name is Tom. And I'm Carl, who wonders whether Hanoi will claim there was a many, many fake votes in being left out of this year's calendar. I should have done it in the accent. Many, many fake votes. <laughs> we are a fully independent podcast hosted by two opinionated friends who would like to put the world to rights and are occasionally slightly racist. <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm just... Trumpist. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, anyway, it's easy to bash Trump. He's an orange buffoon. Um, anyway, sorry, American. Actually, that's half our vote, half our listeners, isn't it? I bet IndyCar supporters are Trump supporters, aren't they? Sorry, I've totally cut across this. It, yeah, so uh, Trump does not does not translate well across to to us Europeans. Uh, well, not really European anymore, are we? But well, you're not. I am. Yeah, you are. I'm you're claiming right. to be. I mean, I'm yeah. in Europe. You're not. Yeah, um, this is true. Anyway, uh, leave a five-star review of our podcasts, uh, and we give you a shout out because we are open to corruption. Much, much like the American voting system, according <laughs> yeah. to a certain. Much like of... the American voting system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no politics. Well no politics. Subscribe and follow us by searching for the Monkey Seat on all major podcasting platforms. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Monkey Seat Pod. Or you can visit our website, www.monkeyseatpod.com. You, did you reverse that so I can't do .com? I might have done, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew you had. <laughs> and I was meaning to say it for weeks and I've totally forgotten. Because I, I knew it would annoy you. I, I mix it up so that we... we, we People miss things. my .com. No, they don't. We've 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 had loads of people um, saying the podcast is infinitely better now because you don't say dot com. Dot com. Anyway, I'm sure um, it'll get. I'm sure it'll head back to you at some point when we mix it up again. Yeah, and when you forget that I go dot com. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So weirdly, then as, as you've written in, we we have a a schedule, a plan, if you will, a diary is what it's called of just our plans, and you've written bullshit banter chat. Except the only thing is, I think we did most of that in the, in the first. Yeah, most of that in the intro. Runner. So whatever's whatever actually makes it in the show from the intro, which is there's not a lot of usable material in there. Uh, you, you you might get a bit of it at the end after the credits. So um, if anyone ever like tunes out of this podcast before the end of the credits, I, nine times out of ten, I I stick a little outtake at the end of the uh, credits. So uh, stick on, listen to that. It's like the closest we'll ever get to producing a Marvel podcast. I don't reckon you'll be able to edit any of that anyway, so I think they'll actually hear most of that. I can get quite because, creative. Uh, I think that I've moved right, around so, entire I've moved around entire conversations before, and you haven't even noticed. <laughs> I've like taken sections of one conversation and put them into another conversation. No, have you? you sound like a right twat. <laughs> I mean, that's easily said and done. Does that make you sound like? You, do you know what? Anytime I'm slagging you, I can guarantee you've cut that as well. No, not necessarily. Have you I not? Tend to leave, I leave the stuff in when you slag me off. Because that's quite funny. All oh, right. It's just when we slag <laughs> off people that we probably shouldn't be slagging off. That's when like I tend Frank to Frank Williams. Them. Yeah, less said about that, the better. You're the one that deleted a set of jokes last week. Yeah, I might have done. But that wasn't, <laughs> to be fair, though, the word joke doesn't really cover it. It wasn't particularly funny. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it was as funny as Trump. Anyway, um, uh, so um, we are starting. Well, have we started on Silly Season? I feel Silly Season's been going on forever and it's never silly really started. Silly Season has been going on finished. since the start of the know. season. Because Lewis yeah. Hamilton still doesn't have a contract and he's saying that, oh, I might not be here next year. Of course you bloody will. You've got a car that's going to more than likely win the World Championship. There's no way you're not going to be there next season. Um, and especially Unless he been leaves, saying, but I don't he's, think he's going. He's been, he's been saying all year that he's um, that that he doesn't want to be anywhere else, and he can he he feels fit enough, and he's going to carry on for another three years and all that kind of stuff. So I can't see him not being there. Yeah, I mean, it's, three years, and then he's got to bow out. He'll be. He just will. Won't. I just. I hope he doesn't do a Raikkonen. Oh, he, he won't. Keep he won't do a Raikkonen. On going. 
Raikkonen's going to be 42 if he retires at the end of his next contract. And Jesus Hamilton Christ. at the end of this season will be 35. The so thing is, if he carries on day, three more years, that's fine. Back in the day, the racers were older. There were people in the yeah. late 50s, early 60s. So yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it's a very different, different world, sport. isn't it? Very different sport back then. Yeah. Back back then, um, the only qualification to be a Formula One driver was, are you an Earl? You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it was it was a rich white man sport, and it's a lot different now. You know, some drivers well, it's start now, driving. And well, start hang on, there. how is it any different? It's still a rich white man sport. <laughs> well, no, but the difference is now you have to you have to be at a a, a peak physical level, and you have to because oh, the sorry, system, it's you... a fit rich white man sport yeah but also um yes i agree that it's not the 20 best drivers in the world it's the 20 richest good drivers <laughs> in the world <laughs> yeah. and some that have talent as well so um but it's you have to be at a certain level to get into formula one you know yeah much as i bash the guy lance stroll if you put him in the formula one championship as he is now if you put him in formula one in the 70s he would wipe the floor with the competition yeah he is a better racing driver than james hunt oh yeah that i'm saying Ooh, it, that, i feel there's there's going to be at least one text message coming our way from that comment potentially but this is it, the way in just the way that they prepare and you go the same for like athletics and uh and and football and all this stuff they they just prefer they just prepare so much so much better now than they used to and yeah and the he would he would absolutely wipe the floor with them but that's you know the bar's been raised the bar's been raised over and over and over which is why you can't compare between between um between generations because like you know i always say like center is the best driver of all time but from a generation perspective, he was the best of his generation. It'd be interesting to have seen, you know, to compete some... You're never going to get that, but Hamilton versus Senna. Do you know that would have been a race that would have been really interesting to see because Hamilton's probably fitter, healthier, better than... Yeah, and I think think there's, there's not one element of Ayrton Senna's abilities that Hamilton doesn't have. Mm Mm-hmm. And not just Hamilton. A lot of drivers in the current Formula yeah. 1 grid do have a lot of those qualities. I think Senna had something different, something ab- above, you know, be- better than just something but natural. But I suppose but... nowadays, drivers are now in, you know, if they're not in a car, they're in a simulator. They are constantly driving, hmm. do you know, yeah. tracks and all the tracks as well. So the technology has helped incredibly yeah they, so, they were testing I, as well you know you used to yeah, just but testing's different that's different you're not on better, the track really no because you're not track. knowing the track you're not getting to learn all the different tracks yeah, but, you're, but you're learning the car and you're learning what the car does in mm. certain situations and and you know simulators are great but they're not you know they're not the real thing and there's no they are what they are there is no substitute for on-track testing i don't believe talking about on-track testing then ferrari are they testing their new drivers? No, they've. What they've done is they well, have said that they are going to choose their their drivers. I think Bonotto said that they're going to choose which of their young drivers they are going to promote before to where the finale in Bahrain. Well, this that's exactly that. They haven't said. Um, Ferrari has signed up. Alfa Alfa Romeo, sorry, has signed up, which means that's in Haas. So realistically, they're only going to they're only going to promote one driver. They're not going to put two into Haas because Haas need money, and they're not going to Ferrari aren't going to pay them a, a bucket load of money. The only thing they'll get is probably a discount on the engines and free drivers. So that's not what Haas need. Haas need money. They need backing. So they're going to go for a pay driver and a Ferrari junior. And there's no mm. way in hell is it not going to be Mick Schumacher. So they're saying they're going to pick the driver before Bahrain. Just <laughs> or should we case, just pick it for them? Yeah. Yeah. Just in case Callum Eilert happens to beat Schumacher and they go, oh, this is awkward. We'd already picked Schumacher. Oh, yeah. There's no reason why they have to pick it before. They can't announce it because they can't formally announce it until they got the super license and neither Eilert nor Schumacher has the super license yet. Yeah. Because I've heard so a few... they're going to have to sit down and I've, I've they're going to have to wait. I've heard seen a few articles saying that they're going to they're going to announce it at Turkey and they're going to announce it at Imola. They're not going to announce it. It will not get announced until the end of the season or Bahrain two at the earliest once those super license points have been secured and 
you know, and and yeah. actually been awarded. So they will not announce it because they can't. They they might be able so to say, just, "Isn't that we just have... wait? Will the, I will Hass and that? Do you reckon Hass will announce? Let's be honest, Perez into that seat before. I think they'll announce Mazepin. Mazepin. I, I do think they'll announce Mazepin. I think it's it's pretty much nailed on, and it will be Hamilton in the other seat uh, for the Mercedes. It's just really down to whether Yuki Snowder gets the super license points, because that's another and reason. Saying about Rebel, yeah. that's another reason why Albon's still hanging on. I think they just need to. I think they're holding out to see what Sonoda does, because if Sonoda doesn't get a super license, they can't drop Albon. They can't <laughs> drop him from the program altogether. Yeah. I think they're gonna. gonna I think they're gonna put Perez in that seat. As I said last week, I want it to be Hulkenberg, but I think it'll be Perez. Um, and I never thought I'd be wanting Nicker Hulkenberg to have a Red Bull drive. What's happening? <laughs> but really more just because well more you know. just because I prefer Hulkenberg to Sutil, and because uh, Sutil was a horrible person. Um, yeah. And Sutil currently is second in the list of drivers who made the most appearances without getting a podium, but that is currently held by Hulkenberg, and I'd rather that was held by Sutil. So, but Hulkenberg <laughs> get a Red Bull, and he'll get a podium at some point. Yeah, he'll at least get yeah he'll at least get one podium somewhere in the line. Um, if he doesn't, then he deserves to get that honour. Yeah, well, they're talking about next year then. The mm-hmm. calendar, the has calendar's out. Arrived well, with a new. The, the it means I can calendar. work out. Yeah, I can now work out what I'm doing for the rest of my week. But there's also an extra track. Arabian nights, like Arabian days. More often than not, are hotter than hot in a lot of good ways. We have Arabian nights, literally. Yeah, we have. We've got um, Jeddah. I, I swore, like, wasn't, wasn't Jeddah destroyed by the Death Star? Yeah, but this is Jebba, isn't no, it? That's spelled differently, but yeah, Jeddah was is a planet. Is it Jeddah? I thought it was Jebba. Um, Solo? No, Rogue, Rogue One, sorry. Rogue One, yeah. So, yes, we're seeing a return to uh, to Melbourne, which obviously got um, scrapped last year, and it just goes to show that that stupid, stupid calendar that came out a few months ago that was allegedly leaked was just some fat kid writing a calendar down in their bedroom. Well, I, well, I can't even remember we, it. We didn't cover it. we thought it was complete fat. But I, I listened to a few other podcasts and I read a lot of articles online that were all covering this. It's like, oh, leaked calendar. I was like, why are you covering it? And even like, you know, esteemed journalists um, that have got a lot of history in Formula One were reporting on it and then saying, oh, we don't know if it's genuine, but we're going to report on it anyway. Don't give it the time of day. And what, what was the leaked calendar? Did it, it vanish it, Australia? It was, um, yeah, it had Australia in, like, October because they said, oh, it's, it, it can't happen oh, right. in March because of the pandemic, so it's going to be in October instead. And they had, and basically it was an ideal world calendar where people had put calendar, uh, put tracks next to each other logistically to make it better. But if you put tracks next... Which we know doesn't work, so we've had that Well, it does work, before. but um, it works logistically, but it doesn't work uh, commercially because then you, yeah. do, you get... Um, the certain people that have to have certain things. Yeah, you also get that, and, and you surely also... Australia has the right to that first race. Yeah, they as pay well. extra for it. Yeah, yeah. So they're still going to go with it. Uh, then we, then we're, uh, we got Bahrain, which we still got this year. China. Hey, which track's that going to be? Bahrain. Oh, it'd be the Is usual it going to be the long be the track? Usual one. The yeah, usual it won't one. be the. It'll be the international circuit. Uh, then we're back to China, Shanghai. Uh, Hanoi has been cancelled. So um, yeah, we'll get we'll get onto that because there's there's more in, there's more on that. So we'll, yeah. we'll move on to that. But what could go in there? That's the other question. Yeah, it's currently it's it's this has all happened very quickly. Uh, we will cover. Should we cover it now? Yeah, let's cover it now. So um, basically, Hanoi has been cancelled, and it's for very kind of odd reasons. Vietnamese Most corruption. Yeah, it Viet- literally is Viet- America. Grand Prix dropped from the 2021 <laughs> schedule. Um, it's it's basically been dropped because uh, Hanoi People's Committee Chairman. Um, oh, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some offended Vietnamese people now. Nguyen Doc Chung was arrested in August for alleged appropriation of documents containing state secrets. 
Um, the case is not related to his involvement in the Grand Prix, however, Chung was a key figure in the race being introduced and championed it with the national government. His absence has led to the vacuum and Vietnamese authorities have told F1 that the government has other priorities, including key elections, the pandemic and recovery of a typhoon. Recovery from, yeah, I mean... a, the recovery from a typhoon. They're not trying to get a typhoon back. The recovery <laughs> from a typhoon. Um... Talks are ongoing thing, I mean, regarding a race in Vietnam, Vietnam, in Vietnam for 2022, but the situation raises the, the significant possibility that the event may never happen. And having driven it on the PlayStation, I'm not gutted about that at all. It's horrible. Didn't they make a roundabout part of the track? Basically, yes. <laughs> Give way to the right. Oh, wait, here comes Stroll. <laughs> Crash. <laughs> Yeah, here comes Alban. He's just realised he's driving an open wheel car again. Um, I can't bash Alban this week because he's done nothing annoying. Oh well, yes, because he hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> oh, I miss bashing Alban. Oh, don't worry, um, we've, we've got a race. He'll be weekend. back next week for bashing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, shall we carry on with the season? Uh, unless you Kinda anything you want to mention on on Hanoi? Uh, not really. No, apart okay, from good. I never saw the track. No one ever saw the track. Yeah. It never really happened. Yeah. It's it's a waste. To, I feel sorry for the Vietnamese people that mm. seemingly had a whole track built and designed, and yeah. now it was it's a street. Not it was a street circuit, though, so it's not like it's not like they. Yeah, but there seem to have quite a lot of bits and pieces in that that yeah. were, and then it was up and down as to whether it would go in this year or not. But mm. anyway, um, yeah. yeah. So then yeah, I don't um, I don't overly care. So, yeah. but what I'm saying, if if something goes in there, I mean, they said that being, it's. The 25th of April was supposedly where the Vietnamese Grand Prix was going to be, and they've they've said it's it's still a slot on the calendar, but they're just not saying what it is yet. So please, is this going to be the wildcard Grand Prix that we've been saying about for years? Now I know like people have been saying a lot about this this year, and I know there's no way of proving this because we're only what 30 episodes old, so I can't prove this. But I have been saying for years we need to have a either a or two grand prix a year that change every year like they used to have with the european grand prix where it was at donington a couple of times it was at i might, might just been once actually uh nuremberg ring and they had these basically a different race for the european grand prix they didn't do it that often with the european grand prix but that's what they were going to do with it just have a different grand prix in that slot and you know they don't even have to know what it is until the start of the season keep it a secret in 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 my opinion, that track will be whichever one is the favourite of all the random tracks. Potentially, I think it will be one of the tracks that we've gone to this year that we don't normally. But it will be the track that can stump up the most money. My money, no, I think it will be whichever is well. That could be a thing, but whichever is most interesting as well. Yeah. Um, which for me, I think might be Portimao. Potentially, um, Magello was. I think Magello was a was a was a uh, un, yeah. an unrivaled success. However, that would mean having two races in Italy. Um, that's not a major issue. Yeah, which I I don't think is a major issue, and depends if Ferrari starts throwing their weight behind it. That would be where that would land. Yeah, um, but I think Portimao seems to be a good one, and a very interesting. Wait until one Turkey. It's going to be interesting. Wait till Turkey. That's what you keep saying. Yeah. We'll we, we talk about it in a bit. Turkey um, is an interesting situation because they are the track that I think would sell the most tickets, which is interesting given that Turkey never really sold a lot of tickets when it was in F1 the last time. But there seems yeah. to be a lot more of a needs to be a lot more of a interest in Turkey now than there was back in 2011 when they last hosted a race. So Turkey would be mm-hmm. the interesting one that might go back in there. Um, but also, logistically, Turkey Turkey has some political issues. Should we say that? Yeah, but so does Bahrain. Do you know? Yeah, but Portugal, Italy, don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I, so. I don't think. I, I think politics gets left at the door with Formula One. I don't think they care. And that's basically mm. the reason why Bahrain is a night race, so you can't see the protesters outside. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if that's a Trump lie or fake news. It's or a half truth. Let's put it this way. They had to cancel the race in Bahrain in... I forget which year it was. Uh, 2012, maybe? It was sometime around there. They cancelled it. Maybe 2010, actually. Um, They cancelled it because of civil unrest. It was supposed to be... Is Bahrain the track in the middle of fecking nowhere? It's in a desert, yeah. 
No, but when you say in the desert, there's Saudi Arabia and there's Bahrain, and one of them is in literally the middle of sodding nowhere. There's nothing else there, and one's got the F, F, um, the Ferrari track. Abu Dhabi's got the Ferrari uh, theme Ferrari park. Center. Ferrari yeah. theme park. So it's so it is right. So yeah, it's Bahrain. It's literally in the middle of a desert, and there's an army camp next to it, and that's about it. Yeah, I think there is. I think they have built a lot of... more around it now, but yeah, it was. All right. And yeah, if you so... Google Map it, it just looks like nothing. Yeah. There. So they, um, as I was saying, yeah. So they they had to cancel it due to civil unrest. It was supposed to be the season opener. I think it was 2010, and then uh, it came back on the calendar the following year, and it was a night race. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Yeah, I think it's a bit more of a kind of a half truth and convenience thing that oh, it's yeah. all right, it's a night race now. We can't see all the protesters. <laughs> Um, um, so moving so further down, then it goes to Spain, uh, which then yeah. suggests that it can be Portimao. That, but then, but two it's a two-week break. They've got it's a two-week two break either side. So, you've got eleventh of April to twenty-fifth yeah. of April, then twenty-fifth of April to ninth of yeah. May. So it can literally be anywhere. If we can go from that Spain, then to Monaco, and then to Baku, and then to Montreal. Yeah. If we can do that on. Two yeah. weeks, and this is yeah. this really annoys me. So you got twenty third of May in Monaco, then you got two weeks to get to Baku, and then you've then got a, a week, week to, get to, to get to Canada. So you're just like you're st- you're you're like a metronome. And then hang on, you're a like week a to come back to France. Yeah. Oh no, two weeks to get to France. No, two weeks. Yes, yeah, two weeks to get to France. But you're like a metronome. Oh, well, at least they're in French world. They're going to Montreal. That's French speaking. I think, it is. It? Yeah. It is. <laughs> so there's only going to French world. Um, Monaco. Mm-hmm. There is, yeah, there's a lot of French there, isn't there? Monaco speaks French. Um, well, yeah, it's 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 a Monaco it's a that means, in the middle of France, so yeah, or in so, south of France, at the bottom of France, yeah. yeah. Um, so Monaco, that suggests that's the Indy 500 weekend as well. It's yeah, well, Monaco is always on the same weekend. It has to be on that weekend. It's the only weekend they can do. Um, Azerbaijan, Canada, France, Austria with the Spielberg. Yep, I like that circuit. Yes, it is good. Then. To us, and well, I say us. To uh, you, you haven't got a track in, in Ireland. Ireland. Piss off back to <laughs> Europe. Um, back to you, and um, then Hungary, Budapest, Belgium, um, Belgium Spa, and then a new track again. Well, it was supposed to be on the circuit well, this year, Sandport. It's not new. Actually, it's... made it unlike. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not new. It's, it's the track's been there a long time. It's been used in Formula One in the past, but it's been updated. Is this is this the one that's got the bendy corner? It's got a banked corner. Yeah, it's got two banked corners actually, yeah. which I didn't realize. Oh wow! Um, and it's right on the beach as well because they reckon like people in the uh, in the car parks are just going to cut across the beach to get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally on the beach, and you get the pound of the car park back onto the beach, so you can just like jump through onto the beach and just drive across the beach you're gonna to have to look at that that'd be really interesting uh yeah I, i'm looking forward to that one and then we're up to monza and then it's also not um max verstappen's home track well technically you should say belgium is his home track as he was born in belgium but he he has a um dutch super license a dutch racing license all right well because his dad's dutch but oh wow it's belgium. quite a cool track Zandvoort is, yeah, it's lovely. Um, it's very short. Fun. So then we shoot off um, to Monza and then Sochi. And then we've got Singapore back on the calendar. Looking forward to that. Um, I quite like Singapore. Singapore's though, great. Singapore's though great. I don't like it to drive around on F1 like 2019. but It's crap yeah. to overtake on, but it's uh, it's a great circuit. And right in the city as well. You Just like the, the views you get of all the people just um like in their hotels and watching out from the track and stuff brilliant that'd be one race my favorite one's always where they my favorite one's where they always fly over the swimming pool yeah on the roof if only we knew someone who lived in the city of singapore oh yeah becky Becky. (laughs) oh yeah congratulations on your um engagement is she engaged yeah i didn't know this do you not know no i did not know this do you not know this Becky got engaged. Oh, Laura, well, Laura, show me an image. If you're on listening, Facebook. Becky, congratulations on your engagement. Yeah, um, oh. and I was meant to message her, and I never did. Yeah, I, d- I didn't even um, notice. And you didn't even notice. So we're I'll that good of friends that. with her. Yeah, I mean, we spent most I... of our younger lives with her. So yeah, um, that yes, uh, she's engaged. Congratulations, Becky and James. I'm assuming she's engaged yeah. to James. Yeah. 
That would have been awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually engaged to like this other girl yeah. or something. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, anyway, no one knows who Becky is, so let's move on from that. Um, no. Congratulations, Becky. Uh, so then we go to Japan, Suzuka. Yep. Then we're back to Austin. So that means that Lewis Hamilton will win the championship with five races to go because he tends to win in Austin. Then we go Mexico, Brazil, and then we go to Jeddah and finish in Yas Marina. Abu Dhabi on the 5th of December which is late in the last year wasn't it it's about yeah it's normally sort of first week in December nowadays alright yeah Um, yeah, it's about right but obviously we're later this year because of everything that's you know happening but yeah so that's the provisional calendar 23 race uh, provisional calendar it's very much what we're expecting I think it would be a bit too much to to expect widespread changes like they wanted to do and, you know, bring in all these extra Grand Prix and all these other places and everything. I, I don't think, I think it's too, too soon to be doing that. They need to give the people the races that they were promised this year that they never got. I think it's going to be 2023, 2024 before we see any major changes in that. I would like to see, what would I like to see gone? I, I would like to see Barcelona gone or not testing in Barcelona. Um, one of those two. Because um, everyone just gets yeah. a bit same really. I mean, why um, don't why don't they get rid of Barcelona altogether and then drop La Castellet as well, but just test there? Because it's a great test circuit. It's ideal. Yeah. And it's a shit racetrack. It's a terrible racetrack. And then you've got two European venues there. You can slot in, you can put in a... A, a turkey, which I know isn't technically Europe, but it is. <laughs> Put in a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Stick in a turkey. Yeah. Um, and then you can you can put in a Portimao and and maybe an Imola or something. Just I'd like to see Imola on there every couple of years. It's just you know just for the history of it and everything. Um, and then maybe you could bring back Lacaste like and Barcelona every now and then as well. I, I'm I just think some of these really really crap circuits that just always seem to stay on the calendar. I think. I would like to see them rotated a little bit more. But they, they're just money, though. That's what that is, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Um, Sochi's and, always going to be there because they, they, you know, Putin. So Sochi's going to stay <laughs> on the calendar for a long time. I thought you said it wasn't political. Um, yeah. So that's this calendar. But they've also then fecked up the Formula 2, Formula 3 calendar. And now three races are better than yeah, two. Yeah, so that's... Um, I really like this. Um, I don't. Two, okay, so <laughs> just a bit of a, a bit of a coverage. On Explain it, so it, but I Formula don't think I like it. And Formula Three, um, they need to cut costs because it's very reliant on money coming in from. Um, yeah, sorry guys, you've done really well, but actually we're going to yeah. cut half the workforce. Well, no, it's because it's re- you can now work on both. It's it's really That's reliant. What it is. It's really reliant on on like money coming in from the drivers, and it's supposed to be a, a proving ground for people, not richest guy gets a seat. So no, what um, should happen so is what, Formula One should be subfunding them anyway. Yeah, I'll but start. again, Formula One, in a Formula One lost 140 million in the first quarter this uh, this year. After well, it's because of this. Yeah, I know it's because, it's of, because COVID, of COVID. But um, they lost 140 million, but um, they made 130 million last year in the same quarter. So that right. Shows, so that where's shows, the 130 million? Going? That shows how much Formula One are losing as a result of this. Um, but yeah, they basically. So what they're doing is they've to try and cut costs, which is um, which is obviously Wrong. mounting on these on these on these lower formulas. They've they've decided that um, all the haulage involved in hauling Formula Two and Formula Three around the world to all these venues is 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 not, you know, it's it, it it's not cricket. It's costing them too much money. So what they're doing is they're now going to do three races per race weekend, um, and they're not going to take Formula Two and Formula Three to the same circuits. So what that means now is Formula Two um, are going to be going to. Bahrain, Monaco, Baku, Silverstone, Monza, Sochi, Jeddah, and Abu Dhabi. And Formula 3 are going to Barcelona, France, Austria, Budapest, Spa, Zandvoort, and Austin. So there's going to be seven races or seven race weekends in Formula 3 and eight race weekends in Formula 2, which means they're going to have 21 and 24 races respectively. 
which is fine because that that's that's a good season. That's a decent season. But it's going to be three races a weekend. Um, How's so that even going to work? So they're not going to. Um, they I think that's too much. They haven't. It annoys released, me having two races. They haven't released exactly how they're going to do the races yet. Um, but they couldn't have what they, a sprint, a normal, well, and I. I had what? I had the discussion with uh, with 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 my friend from in the gravel trap uh, over Twitter a couple of days ago about this, and it was basically my suggestion because I don't I'm not a massive fan of sprint I'm not a massive fan of reverse grid sprint races as they are. Um, my suggestion was that you have you have a practice session Friday morning, you have a qualifying session Friday afternoon. And then you have another qualifying session Saturday morning. Qualifying. What? Hear me out. Qualifying one sets the grid for race one. Qualifying two sets the grid for race two. And then race three is a complete reverse grid sprint. And that way you've got. Because the, the problem is at the moment. No, if you, what, if you, what just, will just, happen? Just, just hear me out. Just hear me out on this. What will happen is. If you end up having like a double reverse grid or something like that, you could potentially you have one mistake or somebody cuts your front wing off and you end up losing three race weekends out of your championship if you have an incident in the first race. That's not really fair. So at least with this, if you have a, a qualifying session on the Friday afternoon and a qualifying session on the Saturday morning, you've got two separate qualifyings in completely different climatic conditions due to the time of day. And then it's it's you can actually see, you get a much better position, a much better view of how a driver is at qualifying because they're qualified in two separate conditions at the same track. And then you get two bites of the cherry. If you qualify on pole for both races, that just goes to show that you're you're up to it. I so disagree. That's now You're now adding five track times to that. It's bad enough having four track times. How do you mean? How is it adding? Races. It's taking away track time. No, it's not because you've got two qualifying yeah. and three races. Yeah. So that's five. And one practice session. Well, I would, hang on. Bear with me. Bear with me. Qualifying one Mm -hmm. is normal. We have a qualifying race. You have, this is how I think it's going to be. You have a feature race, Mm -hmm. which is a normal feature race. A reverse grid sprint race. Mm -hmm. And then another feature race, which is the same grid, whatever the finishing grid of that reverse grid sprint race is. Which would really excite, which would be quite good because you'd get the sprint, which you'd see a bit more overtaking, but then you still get a second bite of the cherry to get really a lot in the second feature race. So you'd set you'd set the grid by the finishing positions in the second race. Yeah, for the third, mm. which still means you could end up with, you know, whoever ended up in tenth in the first race still at the front of the second race because of the way you know if it's especially if it's track where overtaking isn't overly exciting and they're all on drs trains well my opinion is at the moment if you're losing one of the support races you're taking quite a lot away from the fans as it is so at the moment you've got two you've got two practice sessions f2 and f3 you've got two qualifying sessions F2 and F3. You've got two feature races, F2 and F3, and two sprint races. So that is eight instances of on-track action of support races. If you do it with my system, then you've got three races, two qualifyings, and uh, one practice session. So you've still got six sessions. So you're you're still saving yeah. two sessions. Um, you can make the qualifying slightly shorter if you're worried about like the cost of running the cars for too long. Um, the second feature race could be slightly shorter if you wanted to do it that way. I don't think cost-wise it's going to be a huge issue, but it will save the teams a lot of money because at the moment, because you've got two operations that have to run, you have to have a lot of people doubling up. Um, or I think you there's going to be a lot of jobless people due to this. I don't this, think so it's going to be jobless because if you think idea. about it, you've only got, you've only got what, 12, 12, 13 teams maximum. Um, yeah, and each one of those has 12 members per team. F2 and F3. You're talking probably about 20 people per team, and then you've got some cross-pollination between F2 and F3, but then the bulk of them would change. So you're probably looking at, as a result, uh, there's probably going to be probably between 50 and 100, 100 people surplus to, re- surplus to requirements. 
But yeah. as I imagine a majority of that will be covered in, in natural wastage. And then a lot of these teams um, that are in Formula 2 and Formula 3 have got a lot of other projects involved. They're not just going to get rid of good people. I think they'll they'll repurpose them into other areas. But again, cost saving is, is for a reason. If it means that people have, have got to be made redundant, unfortunately, that's probably what will have to happen. And and to be fair, and I, I know I'm bitching and moaning about this, but I, I, I it was Chase Kirby... Um, it, no, it was not. Um, who's the? I can't think of the head of F two, um, but it was him, and he did go to um, the F one board to see about it. But he also spoke to all the teams, and this is actually a discussion and, and a decision that has involved all the teams. Yeah. In this. Okay. So as much as I'm bitching and moaning, I do feel like. I just feel like I don't agree with three rate. And is it only? Is it? F2 and F3 getting three races, or is it just F3? F2, F2 and F3. So as I said, you get... We'll um, both get three races each. Seven race weekends for F3, meaning 21 races, and eight race weekends for F2, meaning 24 races. F3 is much more compact. They're starting on the 9th of May and finishing on the 24th of October. F2 is starting on the 28th of March and finishing on the 5th of December. Yeah. So F2, you've you've got one race, then a three race gap, then two races, then a three race gap, then one race, then a three race gap, then two races, then a five race gap, and then two races to finish the season. I feel that's a bit harsh on Formula Two now. Well, that's kind of gaps. what. To be As fair, a driver, that's painful, isn't it? Having yeah, to yeah, but wait you can five weeks. But you can. Uh, it's a five. five no, it's a five race gap. So it's twenty sixth of October to the twenty eighth of December. It's two months off. Jesus Christ. What do, yeah, but trying to keep your fitness and concentration on that. Yeah, but they'll do so other hard. they'll do other race series as well because there'll be there'll be things like Le Mans that will happen in that break mm. as well, and a lot of them like to do Le Mans, and then you'll probably you'll have Macau, and uh, I think Macau happens around then. It might not actually. Macau might be after that. Um, mm. So there'll be there'll be lots of other like invitational things that they'll be able to do, and that gives them time to go out and try and get sponsorship as well. And it's you know it, to do like a twenty three race season for Formula Two would would not be as in. 23 race weekends going all around the globe yeah. it's not an international championship in that sense so it's it's not really fair it is a proving ground it shouldn't be relentless like formula one is so i like this and it does mean that we are going to get more more support more races with support races there as well because like you're going to have the only races that aren't going to have support races with formula two and formula three now you have australia china uh, Canada, France, Austria, Singapore, Japan, yeah. Mexico, and Brazil. Everything else is going to have a Formula 2 or Formula 3 there, which is yeah. good. I've got a cat's arse in my face. Move. Nice. Um, so, had, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd, I'm not convinced by it, but then I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that all works and whether it does work and... I mean, let's be honest, let's just get rid of the Porsche series. Okay. <laughs> well, there's no, unfortunately now, there's no need to get rid of the Porsche supercars because um, because there's space on the calendar for them because they're actually reducing the number of uh, of <sighs> of that there. But yeah, I agree. I mean, That's it depends. Fun. They might be dropping to a two, two-day two race weekend for some events as well. I can see that happening. Yeah. Where, have we, do we well, have any triple headers in there? Do we have any triple headers in there? Yes. So what have we got? Um, yes, so we've got two. week break, and we've got uh, then we've got two weeks off, then two weeks off, and then we've got two weeks off, and then we've got two weeks off, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, so that's a that's a back to back. I can't. Where are the triple headers? Hang on, I did have them. Oh, hang on. 29th of August, 5th of September, 12th of September. That's a triple header. Yeah, there's two. I'm so sure. that is um, Belgium. Holland and Italy. That's all right. That's doable. Um, and then we've got 26th of October, 10th of October. Sorry, 26th of October, 3rd uh, of October, two triple 10th headers of October. Yeah, Russia, Singapore, and Japan. Yeah, that's it. Yep, I can see Singapore Which being is... a two-day event or Japan being a two-day event. Yeah, probably Singapore. Probably Singapore so that they don't have to keep the roads... They, they saves them a day of road closure but it's going to take six weeks to set up the roads anyway yeah i think they would probably i think they would probably do it at japan because it's a a permanent circuit and they can just simply arrive later 
whereas Singapore mm. there's a lot more involved I think so I think it would probably be Japan I could be wrong I don't know what goes into these but Russia to Singapore is quite a distance uh, yeah well it's Sochi isn't it it's not Moscow which is this side still I thought Sochi was the other side no oh Sochi's Mrs Armstrong European would hate side. me my old geography teacher um, Sochi is definitely European side I'm sure of it Okay, well, I, I trust you on that. I don't know. My my geography is not that great. Sochi, it is. Yeah, okay. Hang on, no, I'm just pulling it out on my maps. Uh, yeah, it's it's next door to Georgia. It's on okay. the Black Sea. It's Turkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew it was on the Black Sea. Yeah, it's Turkey. Well, oh, you okay. knew it was on the Black Sea. But, yeah, I think it's... I, yeah, Carl, I knew it was on the Black <laughs> Sea, but did I know where the Black Sea was? No. <laughs> Above Turkey. Um, Google Maps can't work out Singapore to Sochi Aerodrome. Sorry, we could not calculate driving distances. But if they were driving, which I'm not doubt they will, they'd have to go. They've got two options. They go through Iran, Afghanistan. There's a load of other Kyrgyzstan's and things in the middle there. Into into Chi Russia, into China, down Burma or Myanmar, into Malaysia, and then and then via Thailand. Mm. So yeah. That's quite a drive, but I guess they would actually fly, you know. Do they fly the lorries? Or they, they've got it, haven't they? They're not, they don't go There boats. is haulage, yeah, but that that's for the flyaways. But yeah, but there's, there's haulage into planes and then cross lanes. Yeah, but the um, the stuff like all the gantries and everything that Formula One bring, uh, they, they have three or four of them that are just constantly floating around the world on ships. And they go to oh, different. Really? So like they'll they'll have like one set of gantries will go to like China and then it will like set off to wherever the next yeah. nearest place is, which will be like three months later, and it will just be basically be in transit for a couple of months, however long nice. it takes to get across there. But yeah, um, okay. Well, that's uh, that's your geography lesson and your logistics lesson <laughs> for the, for this week. Um, a little bit of IndyCar news, not a huge amount coming out from what I can see, but the main thing is um, Elio Castroneves has got a full-time drive next year, uh, which is great. Um, so great. the man <laughs> who he he's, I mean, he's getting on a bit, so why he, <laughs> he's 45 years old. Um, and so he did the last couple of races, or he did two races for McLaren SP last season. Mm -hmm. He has never won the IndyCar Championship. Um, but he has come second, I think, four times, I think. Um, 2014, 2013, 2008, and that's it. Oh, no, and 2002 as well. And he was also in the kart championship back in 98 as well, 98 to 2001. Um, he's won the Indy, Indy 500 a few times, three times, 2009, oh, really? 2002, and 2001 for Penske. In fact, he's raced for Penske for a, a long time. But, yeah, it's good for him. To get back in, so yeah, good, good on him. But uh, yeah, maybe give someone else a go, mate. <laughs> uh, but so looking at the the season now, so we've got um, AJ Foy have got Bourdais confirmed, uh, Andretti have got Rossi, Hunter Ray, and Herta. Um, then you've got McLaren have got Pato Award and Felix Rosenquist, Chip Ganassi have got Ericsson. Dixon, Pillow, and Johnson, and then they've got to be announced because Jimmy Johnson's only doing uh, some of the rounds. He's, I think, he's not. Is he not doing the ovals? I think I can't remember. He's not doing rounds four, five, seven, and fifteen, whichever they are. Uh, so there'll be someone else who will be deputising in those. Um, Ed Carpenter have still just got Ed Carpenter. Uh, Owen Reynolds VK as well has been signed up as well. My Shank Racing nice. has got Helio Castroneves and Jack Harvey. Uh, Rahal Letterman-Lanigan have got Rahal and Sato. Another old boy still going. Um, and then Penske have got Newgarden Power, Pagano and McLaughlin. Only two rookies next year, currently confirmed, are Jimmy Johnson and Scott McLaughlin, who have got something like 10 championships between them or something ridiculous. Um, but they're, yeah, they're rookies next year. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think we will still see a few more people coming in. But um, that's a it's a strong field. Strong field. Sounds like it. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, yeah. Oh, the cat's just no real knocked, the cat's just knocked my knob off. Um, <laughs> Let me just put my knobbly bit back on the microphone. There we go. As long as Will Power's still there, I don't really Yeah, care. Will Power's still there. 
So I don't really care. So about IndyCar. Sorry. Nice, nice. I do. I care about IndyCar. Uh, we'll get some more IndyCar. We'll get some I more. I wanted to get excited about it, and I haven't. And yeah, that's fine. Just well, you can get excited about Formula E and Extreme E, which I'm actually quite excited about as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see more of it. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. Um, anyway, let's talk about something what? I do care about: Turkey. Okay. Go on. No, oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, Extreme E is going to be on BBC, isn't it? Yeah, I heard this rumor. Yeah, I haven't that's great. seen it myself, but that's great. Exciting. Um, so we'll actually be able to watch it, which is good. Well, um, you can. I mean, <laughs> trying to get BBC can't... in Ireland isn't the easiest thing. Surely you can um, get BBC. And you can. Uh, yeah, if you've three got... letters yeah. VPN. Yeah, don't talk to me about VPNs. <laughs> I'm having a nightmare with mine. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, Turkish Grand Prix. Uh, do you remember what happened Turkish. in Turkish Grand Prix in 2011? Because I do. I'm just going to add the sound effects of tumbleweed going through there. Because <laughs> I literally have no fecking idea. I mean, to be honest, I was living with you. No, I wasn't. 2011? Yes. Were you living with me? Yeah, I think you were. Yeah. We might have watched on, it together. Old, you never know. How old was I? I was... I moved in when I was, what, 23? 22. No, you were 21 when you moved in with me. Yeah, I'm now 34. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely saw it with you. Yeah. Because it's only nine years ago. Yeah. Well... So, and I was definitely living with you nine years... Uh, where was I working? That was pre... Was I working with you... You might be working in Greenwich then. Hang on, let's go. Let's go the easiest oh, way God. for working this one out. Who was I dating? Who were um, you dating 20... in 2009 hmm. or 2011? No, 2011. Sorry. 2011. That must have been so. Emma. Oh, this is not a good. Was 2012. So Kelly. Wow. Must be Kelly. Alex is reeling off. Who was I dating? You might have been dating someone at that point. Probably not. No, you weren't. I certainly wasn't um, dating Mrs. Tom. No. There, I did probably, yeah, so, but, but, yeah, I was definitely living with you because yeah. it was in that period of dating. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's moving on to uh, things that people are actually interested in rather than our failed. <laughs> You're going to have to cut all that love out. Life. That no, I probably won't. I'll leave that in, so I don't. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was, no one cares about my love life. Yeah, no one cares. Most of all, me. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and given that your wife does actually listen to this podcast occasionally. Uh, um, yeah, she's grand. Yeah, she's fine. Cool. Okay, <laughs> so last time out was um, was 2011, and I'm I don't have the Turkish Grand Prix Wikipedia page up in front of me right now, uh, but it was um, Sebastian Vettel qualified on pole. Oh, I thought you actually knew about it, and you were. Uh, I do remember it, but um, but I um, I don't remember a lot of specifics about it. But it was it was a Red Bull 1-2 because they had the blown rear diffuser Nico Rosberg in the Mercedes was third because 2011 was when was when um, Mercedes were just starting to get their um, get their act together and starting mm-hmm. to put in some good performances um, fourth was Lewis Hamilton in his McLaren Mercedes and then Fernando Alonso fifth in his Ferrari going down looking through the list here people who are still on the in the field so you've got Vettel you've got um, Hamilton. Well, Vettel's got no advantage to knowing that track. Hamilton, yeah. Grant, but it was quite a long time ago. And Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez uh, qualified in 15th in the Sauber Ferrari. Um, well, he'll probably end up doing better this and year. And that was it. That. No Bottas. Because, no, Bottas wasn't in it. And neither was Kimi Raikkonen because Kimi Raikkonen was on his sabbatical in... Um, in rally at that time. Oh yeah. Before he came back. Interestingly, so Kimi Räikkönen came into Formula One in the early 2000s, um, racing for Sauber and then McLaren, and then he went to Ferrari. Was replaced. He went. He replaced Michael Schumacher, um, and then he got usurped for Fernando Alonso, and then basically left Formula One. Had a couple of years out rallying, and then came back in. He's actually now, with his new contract he's signed, been in Formula 1 longer in his second stint, or for more races in his second stint in Formula 1 than he did in his first stint, when he was world champion. Which there is really you go. interesting. No, um, it's not. So, <laughs> I think it is. There's, there's, a lot of people out, there's a lot of people out there in podcast land that have just gone, what? And, you're uh, not and, the, rest, and the rest of them have just gone, yeah. no, Tom. 
Just um, Tom's no. geekery. That's so. That's le- that. That's as exciting as Carl's love life. Yes. Um, there was uh, a, a big <laughs> shock on the cards uh, when Kamui Kobayashi failed to qualify uh, due to oh, shit. not putting in a time better than one minute thirty-three point one, which was the one hundred and seven percent time that you needed to get into doing? the race. Uh, he the was still allowed. He was still allowed to start though, um, and he finished the race. There he is, tenth. Probably. He got a point. What? Yeah. Um, Timo Glock didn't then. start with a gearbox issue and Paul DeResta retired with a loose wheel. Anyway, this is all very boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a Red Bull 1-2. It was a massive I mean, Red Bull I mean, you're track. literally talking about race nine years ago that yeah. I can barely care about. Yeah. It was it was a Red Bull um, one too. It wasn't great. 2010, was however, track? was a good race because that was. Oh, for the... fuck's sake! You sound like James May. <laughs> when the uh, two. The two oh Red my Bulls god! Came no, no, the two Red Bulls came together. It's brilliant. They crashed into each other, and then oh. Vettel like blamed Weber for. He basically oh, said that it he will was happen crazy. again. There, there's my prediction. Album crashes into Verstappen. <laughs> okay, should we do predictions? Oh God, yes! Just put me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think is going to happen then? Or do you want me to go first? Oh, fuck, I've actually got to think about this. <laughs> right, I'll go first then. Right, um, um, pole position, Lewis Hamilton. And the reason is because, A, he's amazing. And secondly, um, if anyone hasn't seen it, look for it on YouTube. 2006 Turkish Grand Prix GP2, Lewis Hamilton. He spins on the first lap and drops to almost the back of the field and then just storms through. In like 23 laps, he got back up and he was fighting Nelson Piquet Jr. for the championship. And um, and Nelson Piquet Jr. was in second place and cruising with Hamilton out of the points and looked like he was going to win the championship. Hamilton stormed back up and ended up beating Piquet and finishing second in the race. Jesus it was a Christ. Are we going to have this uh, every prediction? What? Like proper like geek squad today you literally Sorry. either either you've been on the phone to um actual stat man or you've just swallowed a, a not theosaurus what's a, just a stat book i don't even know what i'm trying to say but jesus christ it's called knowledge carl it's called knowledge. yeah i have lack of it and we all know that <laughs> okay but, anyway so I i'm mean... gonna go for I'm going to go for Hamilton for pole. So you're going to go to Hamilton for pole mm-hmm. because 15 years ago he spun on the first no. lap. and Because he's, he is he is very good at this track. <laughs> right, um, so proving the point that that was pointless information. So we've got Hamilton for pole. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> fastest lap Hamilton. I'm going to go Bottas for the win. Hamilton second. And... I'm going to go for a wild card. Uh, well, it's not so wild, actually. Do you know what? I'm going to go Carlos Sainz for third. So, I'm going to go... Where I've said that, Hamilton for pole. I'm going to go uh, Hamilton fast lap and Bottas first, Hamilton second. Now, if that happens, Hamilton will be world champion. Oh, yeah. Because, permutations-wise... Hamilton is See, that currently, is interesting now. Go on. Yeah. Hamilton is currently 85 points ahead of Valtteri Bottas. If he is 78 points or more ahead of Bottas at the end of the Turkish Grand Prix, he will be world champion because there are 26 points available per race weekend, including the fastest lap. So that means if he wins, he's world champion. If he comes second that is and Bottas Thomas. wins... Thank you. If he, if he is second and Bottas wins and Bottas gets the fastest lap then he has to wait. But if Hamilton gets the fastest lap, then he's world champion. So this is what I mean. Hamilton's just got to follow Bottas home, save his tide, put in a fastest lap, and he's world champion. There we go. Interesting information there. Actual interesting information. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Um, my predictions... I mean, Hamilton, let's be honest, well, uh, fastest yeah. and pole. Hamilton uh-huh. to win. Mm-hmm. Verstappen. And second and third Norris. Norris. Why not? Let's have okay. a bit of Norris in there. Cool. Um, I have not got a guest predictor yet. I haven't spoken to no. anyone. I will contact someone. Didn't we decide it was? I can't remember. We didn't we decide this last week? Well, we haven't um, had guest predictions in yet, so I will do that and I'll get them up on there, ready, ready for the weekend. Um, right. Helmet, you helmet. <laughs> yes. So, Carl's quick question. Um, just gonna have to do some filling for a minute while I uh, while I 
get up the comments and uh, and messages about it. It was it got some really good responses actually. Did was, it? Which I was quite surprised about. <laughs> I, I thought it'd be like, huh? but no. Um, so Natalie Porter said, "I love seeing the drivers individually come through. There is so much sponsorship and branding now in Formula One. Helmet design is virtually the only way they can have." their individual personalities coming through the majority they're of drivers, not meant to have personalities the majority of drivers keep to the same general theme like norris and ricardo have done really I, well really ricardo, ricardo, norris yes, goes off on random um, <laughs> norris goes off on really random times to be honest norris's are mostly charity yeah and yeah which i'm all things. for, I'm I, all for that. which i'm all for but but they are random tangents, and they're a bit random. Yeah, I love seeing their way. individual um, personalities and expression at each race. I think it brings a new and interest, new and interesting things to each race weekend. Yeah, I can, I can kind of, I can kind of agree with that. Uh, Marcus later says he prefers it when they stick to the same design. Short but sweet. Uh, Reese Evans, I remember that helmet designs being iconic. Uh, they were like a driver's signature back in the nineties. I agree with that. I. I I don't mind seeing helmet yeah. designs change slightly, um, but I think the say I think the signature has to be there. I think it, I don't mind saying they've got a special edition chrome version of their current helmet, or they've changed the colour, or they've put some flags on it to signify a certain country or something. Yeah. That's fine, but I don't like wholesale changes. Um, Austin Brooks says they uh, unless they're deliberate. Do you know? I wouldn't mind yeah. if Norris kept a, 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 a helmet and then had the random charity one. That's very different. I don't mind that, but like yeah. he changes it every bloody week. Yeah, Austin Brooks said they should have four set helmet changes: uh, one for their home Grand Prix, one for their engine supplier, one for their team Grand Prix, uh, and one for another um, that they have any others they have to pay for. Um, I, no, I, I, I agree. I think there should be a number attached to it. I don't know what that number is, yeah. but there should maybe be a. Um, you have to you have to apply to have the helmet changed. You have to ask yeah. permission. And if the reason is uh, I'm going to get paid a lot of money if I display this logo, no. Yeah. Um, somebody um, just put the uh, put a gif of Braveheart saying freedom. That was Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan Thomas Crucial. Um, As you do. I suppose that if the FIA sense. I suppose if the FIA is ruling on what can be worn the helm uh, on the helmet. Um, would would have to be respected as well. I might not like it, but you can't have one ruling for one and one for another. Not really sure what you're getting at there, Janice Gillett. I've got to be surprised. I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there we go. Um, cool. There was an interesting comment about um, one more thing was. Oh, I can't see their name. I think it was uh, Jonathan Krull again. Actually, he says they um, they should be able to pick the color of the halo since uh, we can't even identify the drivers because of the halo. Uh, they that's do. Interesting. They, they do. Hamilton's got a different color to. Um, They've got um, no. That to is Bottas. to Mercedes put a purple stripe on the inside of Hamilton's halo and a blue stripe on the inside of Bottas's yeah. halo. But that's um, for the cameras, so you can identify on the onboards. That was yeah, after. Yeah. Crofty basically said, Hamilton's got a puncher in Silverstone when uh, he hadn't, and then later yeah. on he did. And they're like, is this a replay? No, it actually is Hamilton <laughs> this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I sort of agree with, but yeah, I, I don't mind different coloured, but that really wasn't the question. Um, we're talking about helmets and changing them all. Anyway, that's, uh, lots... it's a very valid point, and I'm yeah. happy to talk about that, but it's not really where we're at. Yeah. So, there were lots um, more comments on there. Um, but I won't go for all of them because there was there was this is for me. There was literally hundreds of comments on there, which no I was really surprised about. Someone just put a picture of Jackie Stewart's helmet. Um, <laughs> that was Chris Grimm. Nice. Um, I anyway, don't really I'm going to go. He was quite, getting out with that, but okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Formula One centric, but maybe not. Okay. And you probably have an answer to this. There's probably a technical reason as to why this happens. Okay. But I don't get it. What the fuck is the point of the parade lap? What the fuck is the point of the parade lab? Okay. So you I don't get it. What's your question? I then? just Well what is the point of it? Why do we do this parade lap? They all drive to the front of the circuit and then we all have to then drive back round to then stop at the exact same place you've just left for no apparent reason. And then we then start the race. Why can't we just start the race from that point? And I don't think it's a health and safety issue because even though I suppose they all pull off, at, they can all pull off their own time. Is that the reason? 
I don't get it really, and it's a bit weird. We could do, but why do a parade lap? We could we could set up the race. We could set up the track. You know, they could all if they, if they needed to move forward to prove that they were ready. You know, they all take two part two spaces back. Do you know what I mean? And then mm. all move forward. It just seems a bit random as to why they do it, and I don't get it at all. It just is a waste of time. It the the clock strikes ten past two or whatever, or ten past whatever, which annoys the feck out of me anyway. But it, are you having a rant, it, Carl? Hang on, it's it, right. It's fine. It goes. Race starts at ten past two. No, it fecking doesn't. It starts about fifty, about cool. thirteen minutes past two. By the time they the clock goes, the Rolex clock that we all have to watch clicks to ten past two. Say ten past two, it's ten past two race, and then we then get the engines slowly moving forward, vehicles all slowly moving forward for a round of parade wrap where we all try and worry that Russell's not going to crash it into a wall, warming his tires. Squirrel, <laughs> squirrel, um, and then we get to the same place we were, and then we have to sit there and wait for the fucking lights to go out. It's like I don't get it. What a waste of my everyone's time. What a waste of even though we're all meant to be like trying to be eco-friendly, we're just wasting a whole lap. You're not warming up the tires because the tires are all warmed up nicely from the tire warmers, if that's a technical term. And anyway, even if they were warmed up, they sat there. Hamilton sat there for so long because who was at the back last time? Probably caveat someone. I can't remember who was at the, who was at the back in the last race. Probably the Tiffy. Probably spent so probably bloody is. long. He was there for. A about, and I'm no joke, about a minute he was just sat there with tyres burning. Brakes burning. Smoking. To be fair. Brakes burning. Between that's how you get the heat waiting from the tyres. That's by, by basically jamming on the brakes really hard, putting over yeah. a thousand degrees C into the brakes, which then radiates through to the tyres. But I just don't get it. I just. The whole beginning of that. That. Do you know what? What is the fucking point of the whole beginning of that race until it actually so starts? The, quest, the question is why do we have a parade lap? Parade crash. Yeah. Clash, uh, slash formation lap. Um, okay, and so if you it? if you have an answer, can we not have it? Or you have a theory? Do you actually know, Tom? I don't have a definitive answer. I know what they do yeah, on the formation lap, but I don't know every, what the implications would be. Formation lap. I don't. I don't know what the implications would be if we didn't have a formation lap. Hmm. It's just a waste of time because the race doesn't start at ten past. It starts I mean, at thirteen or fourteen minutes. You past. can you can say you can say tradition. Um, you, it's just kind of it I has always been there. I, I don't. It's just a waste of everything. I don't quite. I like it. it. I like it. But for what yes. reason? It's it's for an interesting reason? question to like pose it? though. I like it because it's like it's the one chance you get to see the cars going slowly, unless you're watching Alex <laughs> Albon. Like for the for the fans. It's the one time you get to see the cars though. Yeah, Why like, do you want to see a car moving slowly? If you're if you're in the grandstands that. watching it, it's really great to see these cars going past slowly, and you can really you know really kind of build the atmosphere for the start of the race. I don't know if there's a technical <laughs> reason why they do it, but it really does add to the. So atmosphere. it's for the pi- so it's for the fans in the stadium. I know what you're going to say now. I know we don't have any fans in the stands at the moment. Why are we still doing it? Because I guess probably they have kind of (laughs) they've planned on doing it, and like the way the the way the the software for the engines is is designed is probably requires a formation lap to set all the systems up, (sighs) whereas to just remove it would be. Which they hang on. You say that. You say that. But they can't have any radio during the formation lap. So it's a pointless lap. They can't even talk. Oh, that, the... To be honest, that that rule really annoys me because that is just a, a throwback from the whole you, drivers have to drive the car alone and unaided. Um, but why? But as soon as they start the race, it's yeah, they fine. Can do it. That's what I mean because they basically up they, to it. But the formation lap, which the has reason, no purpose, the reason that is done. in there is because what they were doing was they were saying over the radio to the drivers, right, um, come round the turn, do six burnouts, and then break at this point, and then do this and do that, because they had to do all these things to set the cars up perfectly. So basically, the 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 engineer was coaching the driver around the entire parade lap, telling him exactly what to do and when to do it to put the car in the perfect position. So they said no talking on the parade lap, so that the drivers had to do it all themselves, so it becomes a bit more about skill. And then in the race, the they, they, they just opened it up. Because there was in 2016 and maybe 2017, 
there was they locked down the radio communication. No, it was 2015, 2016, I think. They locked down the radio communications because they said like you can't say anything. You the drivers have to be alone and unaided. And then there was a problem with the car. And then the engineers would be saying, uh, or the driver saying, oh, there's a problem with the car. How do I fix it? And then the engineer would say, I can't tell you that. And they'd say, oh, if I if I if I switch this switch, will it help? Can't tell you that. Oh, well, I'm just going to press every button. I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> and then, like, people were getting penalties because they were being told that their car was about to explode unless they pressed this button. You know, so it, it was just became it became unmanageable. You know, Hamilton and Rosberg both lost race victories because of it, which you know was you know real shame. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah they've got one less victory as a result of it. But um, yeah, so that's kind of why that rule about the parade lap is in there. But for the parade lap itself, why it's there, I couldn't give you a definitive reason. So interesting. Very there interesting. So, yeah, good question. We'll we will answer that next week, along with giving you guys a review of the Turkish Grand Prix, and look forward ahead to the uh, to the F2 finale as well, uh, which will be in Bahrain. I imagine probably week commencing 23rd, we will do a bar, we'll do an F2 special. Oh wait, no, the finale isn't until the following week, is it? Because we've got two races. So, I imagine between the Bahrain races, we will probably have a, uh, a an F2 special. Because uh, I think it deserves it. It's a great season. So yeah, been interesting. It deserves a bit right. of a special. Um, we shall see you next week. Yeah, get in touch with us at Monkey Seat Pods, uh, Monkey Seat Podcast at Gmail dot com is the email, and Monkey Seat Pod dot com is the email is the is the website. Join the prediction league. Win, win lots of fabulous prizes. But yeah. Oh yeah. Let's right. We will see you next week. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, why are you still listening? This isn't an Avengers movie. There's no post credit scene, you know. Oh, it's because I said there'd be outtakes, didn't I? Well, sorry, but there isn't any tonight. Tell you what, as you stayed on, I'll give you a spoiler for the end of the season. We have Statman Sean Kelly coming back on at the end of the year. Very exciting. Anyway, enjoy your week. Bye.